From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Today on Highway 89, we're spending an hour or so in music and conversation with just a few of the many performers who make up a group called Mali Alole. The group has a mission to perpetuate Polynesian culture through song and dance while promoting cultural awareness of all Pacific Island people. Working in schools and performing in community celebrations, they present traditional and contemporary Polynesian performances from the islands of Hawaii, Tahiti, Cook Islands, Tokelau, Niue, New Zealand, Tonga, and Samoa. Because this is radio, you won't be able, of course, to see all the great dancers of Male Alole, which is too bad. The dancing is half the experience when the audiences enjoy the group live, but we know you're going to enjoy the music that we'll get to hear. Speaking of music, we'll get right to it. We're going to begin with a bang. It's Male Alole with some traditional Polynesian drumming right here, right now, live on Highway 89. listening today to Malia Lole. Great traditional Polynesian drumming. I wish you could be right here by the drum. I'm feeling the air pressure move just standing right next to it. We are going to talk right now with Auntie Vida to Itama Hafoka. Auntie Vida, thank you for coming with the whole group. Thank you so much for having us. Tell us about the family because I think there's lots of family in this group. Exactly. I have... um my sons and my daughters that are here, also my granddaughter, we're here to perform some of the things that we like to do as a family. It's family bonding time. That's what I call it. <laughs> Where does the group get its name? Malia Lole is my oldest granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And so it's my daughter, Selu's daughter. So. Is there a meaning to that name? Malia, it means Maria. Lole means candy. So that's the meaning of it. Malia Lole. Nice to have a, f- a family group with a family <laughs> name. The group is kind of a community. It's really a big group when you have everybody together. Tell us about everybody beyond just who we're hearing today. So our our group consists of 
a lot of parents, a lot of volunteers, and especially musicians and dancers. And we give our time for different community service that we do. We have different programs that we have from Talk To Me. We talk about different things of depression, bullying, and other sources out there. And so we have some outsources that we help individuals to go seek for um, help if they need. We also do a lot of things with our group as well. We try to do Feed the Homeless is one of our priorities that we have, kind of show the youth of our group that it doesn't happen right in this room of Malia Lole, but outside of the community. And we're going to talk a little bit more with others in the group as we go along today, but there's a real important sense of identity with knowing this music and these dances, isn't there? Yes, it is. It's very important. Throughout generation of time, from my grandparents to my mom and her sisters and brothers, and now to me and my siblings, I've passed that on to my children. And my children has taken it to another level. So we try to keep our culture alive through dancing. And it sounds with your granddaughter like it's going to go even another exactly. generation. Oh, yes. that is great news. <laughs> Tell us about the two songs. We're going to hear Neon Tide and then A Nay, Hawaiian love song. Yes, um, Neon Tide. So it's about the waters out there. We were raised up. I was raised up in California. My kids were raised up partially there in California, there in Oxnard. And it talks about the tides there in the uh, tide. Um, also, the song Ene. So Ene means forever, like love you forever until the eternities. Beautiful. Let's hear these. We're listening to the group Malialole, live on Highway 89. Yeah. 
it's you, it's you, it's you, my darling. Aloha vau ia Malia Lole coming to you from Studio 6 live on Highway 89. We just heard a Hawaiian love song, Ene and Neon Tide before that. Javier Tuatama Hafoka. Javier, thank you for stepping up to the mic here. Thank you for having us here. <laughs> you look like Mr. Music because not only the music <laughs> notes of, uh, on your tattoo, but also you've been switching from drum to ukulele. What else do you play? Everything? I try. I try to play everything. <laughs> I just pretend. <laughs> what do you love most about this music and playing it with your family? Um, I think especially with Polynesian music and our family music, uh, it's something innate. It's something very spiritual, and I guess uh, I feel it. So I get a lot of mana. I know a lot of people. Uh, mana is like your life force and your energy and your power, and I, I feel a lot of mana every time that we perform and we play. We don't have dancers with us today, but typically when you go, you do a lot of dancing. You have dancers in the group. What effect does that have on the audience, hearing the music and seeing the dancers? I think uh, seeing both of those correlating together makes it extra magical. So the dancing alongside with our music, and then it makes it gives us all mana, not including our musicians, but our dancers as well. So does the audience ever get involved? And the audience gets involved often. So we have audience participation. We have them come and try the dancing and even try the music as well. That sounds fun. 
That sounds fun. And what do you hope they take away after they've been to something like that? I hope they take the spirit, the energy, the mana of, of the Polynesian culture, but more importantly, an emphasis on family. So because you know these songs in the, the different Polynesian languages, the different styles from the different islands, I talked about identity with Auntie Vita before, but you feel that. Do you feel that? I do. I, I believe that um, it's music and dance that's helped me understand who I am uh, more as a Polynesian and as a Polynesian American. Mm. We love the music and we want to hear more. So uh, we'll let uh, Javier head over, and I don't know what instrument he's going to play next. He's got several choices over there. We're going to be hearing Mali Lole with a Tahitian song now, Tetiare, followed by Hire Mai. Kori, Katahi, Karua, Katoruchimata, 
Malia Lola in studio today on Highway 89. As always, coming to you live. Great Polynesian music. We heard Te Tiare, a Tahitian song that was followed by Haere Mai. We're talking now with Simi Tuetama Hafoka. You go by Jimbo, though. Yeah, that's my name. Since when? Since you were how old? Oh, since I was little. <laughs> I just had really big ears, and it was like Dumbo, and my name Simi is equivalent to Jimmy. Okay. So combine the two, you get Jimbo. <laughs> Well, it's fun to hear all the family harmony. There's, it's nice to hear family voices singing together. But how did you all learn to do this? I mean, do you go to lessons or it's sort of like mom and dad and grandma just say, here's how you do it? Yeah, we just grow up doing it, I guess. And I guess it's more prevalent in Polynesian culture because we don't really have uh, too much writing. Or writing isn't that strong with us. So oral tradition is how we do it mm. through song, through through dance. That's how you keep your history. That's how you... And so that's how we learn. We learn going to church, singing songs in prayer time. So besides the traditional, though, what you do, what you maintain, what you share, you're also writing original music. Oh, yeah. Well, I wrote one song. (laughs) (laughs) We get to hear it today. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you, when you're writing and the other original... are you trying to write it along the lines of traditional music, or you just do what, however it comes out? Yeah, I think the the purpose of traditional music is to preserve your history, to tell your story. And I think that's what I try to do with the songs that I write, even though they may not be in whatever Polynesian language. They still are relevant, like the Polynesian way they relate to my life, they relate to my, to my story. Okay, tell me about this one you wrote, Falling in Eden's Garden. Well, I was going to college at the time. You know, I prayed about it hard. I went to the temple a couple of times, and I felt that I needed to go and study different things. And then, you know, in the middle of my college experience, you know, I, I felt like I learned things I needed to learn. And then I also felt that I wasn't going anywhere. And then if went down, I went falling into debt. I got injured. I ended up dropping out of college a couple of times. My question was to, like, even God, like, you know, why would you lead me down this way? You know, this was revelation that you gave to me to go to college to try these things out but like the title says it's falling in Eden's garden sometimes we have to make a mistake to understand to learn the true purpose of things you know that's kind of same concept as there you know we believe that God wanted them to partake of the fruit in the, in the garden 
Yeah, well, I think you're describing the human condition. We thought we were headed one way, and then... Yeah, (laughs) a lot of it's based on, as well as uh, Jeffrey R. Holland's talk, you know, the the wrong way, you know, sometimes he leads us some way so we can can learn. This next one is written by Selu? Yes. And tell me about this one. Yep. Uh, Maybe we could call (laughs) Selu We can call her over here. Do you want to come dashing over here? She's tiptoeing, so she won't make Sorry. noise on the floor, though this is great. Selu, tell me about this song. Aloha. Uh, so Burn Me is actually a song that I wrote when um, I fell into a little bit of relationship problems. So um, it, this just has a lot to do with just emotions, that burning sensation that you get, you know, and just everything that comes with it. Uh, what's the word for it? Um, I describe that as the burning. So yeah, it's called another burning. song about real life. Yeah, real <laughs> okay. life. Well, let's have you take your places. We're about to hear more music. A pair of songs from Male Alole. In this case, we are hearing uh, two originals: "Falling in Eden's Garden" by Jimbo and "Burn Me" by Selu. Took the right road to answer to the calling. My soul feels so low, feels like I'm trapped in Eden's garden. Who's to say what is right? Who's to say what is wrong? This time is my life. Next time will be gone. Better to feel, better to grow. Better to hurt than never know the joy of a living soul. But what if I never knew the void becomes regret? I need a change and make new These limits which I have said Better to feel, better to grow Better to hurt than never know Joy of a living soul Better to feel, better to grow Better to hurt than never know The pain, the joy, the worth of a living soul The pain of a living soul The joy of a living soul
You drain me of my love You're always taking It's unhealthy how I give When I have nothing Abuse Oh, love, I feel insecure. I know you don't really love me until you're home. Some joke, my heart feels.
The group is Male Lole. They're singing live right here in Studio 6 and Highway 89. We heard Falling in Eden's Garden. That's by Jimbo. And then Burn Me by Selu Hafoka. Nice, sultry vocals. And I think the tunes sound better because of Jimbo's lime green guitar. I'm pretty sure that's a little yeah. extra spark there. Hey, and we had a little bit of a solo partway through that last song. And that was by the oldest granddaughter, Male Lole. Am I right? Yes. Well done. Thank you for, for piping in there. Selo, you do seem like you enjoy performing together. Either it's a really good act or you really enjoy performing together. I do. I do. I mean, it's all with our family, so we can kind of joke around and mess around how we please. I mean, sometimes it gets overwhelming. I mean, as do a lot of things that you're dedicated to. And with their, when there's family involved, you know, it's easier to throw attitude, but... We, we love what we do and um, what we share. It's well, awesome. everybody's got, you know, their regular lives going on. Yeah. And so it seems like you figured out how often can we do this? How much can we still do this and still live our lives? Our family actually just dedicated a lot of our lives to our talents. My mom always brings up that scripture that talks about how, how if we don't use our talents, then it'll be taken away from us. So we try mm. to make sure that our kids are enriched with that as well we do work we do other things besides the show but we work to play so does everybody kind of decide together what for instance you go someplace what the playlist is going to be or is there a big boss big boss is obviously mom (laughs) but all of us as individuals you know and i don't want to take away from anybody we all decide Mm -hmm. that we want to be here and we want to spend a little bit of our time in what we do so it takes individual commitment. I know it's always hard to go someplace, you get you set up, but then you do the show and there's that magic that happens when oh, you have yeah. the audience and everything. So we talked about what the audience takes away. What do you feel like when you walk away and you've had a great performance? That's funny that you ask because before shows, it's usually really hectic. Everybody's running around, you know, there's, it's really stressful. And, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, why are we here? You know, but when we get on that stage and we perform and we see the enjoyment on people's faces and we're able to share. Like you said, it's a magical feeling. We really appreciate it. It feels like a blessing to us. It brings warmth into our, our hearts. And, and then we just want to do it again, pack up and do it again for another day. Well, you know, we don't have the dancers here, but I, I would like to remind everybody listening, wherever <laughs> you are, you can provide your own dancing. You're hearing the music. You could get up wherever you are right now, your kitchen, just push the chairs away. Hey. Why not? Why not? <laughs> And we're going to give you another song to do it. When did you start doing Break My Stride? Uh, so Break My Stride, we started doing that. It was kind of like a a skog type of reggae. Yeah, you guys put your own stamp on it. Yeah. But yeah, we, we put our own stamp on it. We thought that was most fitting. And for some reason, during a real really difficult parts of my life. Yeah, we always, <laughs> we always <laughs> make sure that life is involved. Uh, during a difficult part of my life, for some reason, every time I've like turned on the radio station in the car, this song always came up. Um, and it, it, it's a motivator. That's it is, it like is. To... I mean, this hit the radio in 1983. I don't That's... even think you were born, but I was <laughs> no. around. And I remember listening to Matthew Wilder and sitting on the school bus going, oh, I hope they play my song today. <laughs> so I'm really glad you're going to do this. Thank so you. let's go ahead. We're going to hear Break My Stride. Our group today... So lucky to have the musical part, and you, like I said, get ready. You're going to provide the dancing wherever you're listening. If you're driving, pull over, step out on the road. People will enjoy your performance. Here is Male Lole with Break My Stride.
Last night I had the strangest dream. I sailed away to China in a little rowboat to find ya. You said you had to get your laundry clean. Didn't want no one to hold you. What does that mean? And she said, Ain't nothing gonna break my stride. Ain't nothing gonna slow me down. Oh no, I got to keep on moving. Ain't nothing gonna break my stride. I'm running in That's Mali Alole here on Highway 89, a great hour of music and conversation, just a few members of a group that includes even more musicians and a stage full of dancers when you see them live. It's a pleasure to have them with us today. Check them out on YouTube. You can find some of their work. If you just caught part of the show, you'd like to hear the beginning or listen again, share it with a friend. That's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org highway89. Also, follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates, special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistants are Victoria Khalil and Naomi Campbell. Our show's producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. 